since it began in 1995. I would like to introduce to you an exciting and uniquely Irish performance. Riverdance has been seen by over 25 million people throughout 47 countries across six continents and played to a global television audience of over 3 billion. Now, experience Riverdance as never before as we go on a world tour from China well, I've, uh, finally landed here in Guangzhou. to North America arrived in DC yesterday and back again to our hometown of Dublin. Oh, you're at your own man. Hear from the producers. I, mean, I did think it had something special, it had great potential. The creative team. I, I actually hated dancing, that's the truth. And of course, the performers. From a young age, I've always felt that, you know, I will be in Riverdance and I will be a lead dancer. As they give you unique behind-the-scenes access Guys, keep it to up. the past present and future of this international phenomenon. This is Riverdance, the podcast. We're like a little I family. I just wasn't happy and I knew things weren't right. Very tired. We're in Cleveland. Oh, came off the phone she says they want you to join the trip and go to China. I was so happy and proud to be part of that. I began dancing when I was four years old. Oh, I'm emotional. And I'm just so honoured to be a part Five, of it. Five, six, seven, eight... Hello, I'm Darren Casey, a dancer with Riverdance since 2008 and I'll be taking you on tour around the world, introducing you to the dancers, directors, producers and personalities of the show across this 10-part podcast series. On this episode, we move on from Washington DC, heading across Pennsylvania for Lancaster and Bethlehem. I'm, I'm just at a loss <laughs> for words, it just touches your soul. And we hear from one of Riverdance's youngest lead dancers, Amy May Dolan. I went to see Riverdance. I couldn't yeah. imagine myself up there with you guys. Or I didn't think I was good enough. Each day as well, I was starting to realise how much I wanted it. He didn't phone me. He phoned oh. my mum. <laughs> right. Because I was so young. She came off the phone. She says, they want you to join the trip and go to China. What do you think? And I was like, I want to do it. It was the scariest experience I've ever had. First though, let's join Donegal girl Megan Walsh. Hi, my name is Megan Walsh. A member of our female troupe for her dancer's diary on the road. On Thursday afternoon around 3pm, we arrived into our hotel. So prior to arriving, I done a bit of research about Lancaster to see what was around. When I was looking that up, I found out that the Pennsylvania Amish community is the oldest and largest Amish community in the US. There are currently over 300,000 Amish living in the US, a large percentage of which live in Pennsylvania. Amish are known for their simple living, plain dress and reluctance to adopt modern technology, but Megan and the Riverdance crew had never seen such community before. So straight away I was kind of wondering, was there going to be any differences? Would I see any differences? We spotted an Amish farm museum. I thought I'd nearly have to go looking if I wanted to see any of the Amish community. Within half an hour, we'd already spotted some of them. I was nosy to see what it was like. Just as you'd imagine, there was no electricity, no cars or no running water. I mean, it's so different from what we have today. It was a massive farmhouse surrounded by white fencing looked really American and there was a little field and it, and it was an alpaca or a, a llama, not sure which, which it was. Megan and the Riverdance crew performed four shows in Pennsylvania before going back on the road. On Saturday morning we began our journey to Ledyard, Connecticut. We're dancing in the Foxwood Casino. 
there all weekend. It's actually the second largest casino in the US with 344,000 square feet of casino space, 4,800 slot machines and 280 table games, which is pretty big. And straight away, such a big difference from where we'd driven from. I mean, the sound of the machines, the vast size of the building, all the lights, so different from the simplistic farms we had just passed a couple of hours before this. Without really meaning to, I kept finding myself comparing the two. We had two shows this weekend, just two evening shows each day. It was great, like I really enjoyed the weekend. We all went out on Saturday night and had a great night. It's just amazing to see, in the space of four days, two totally different worlds. On the last episode of the Riverdance podcast, I spoke to Kira Sexton. Riverdance really ignited my sort of passion for touring again. One of the cast's most experienced dancers. And this week, I wanted to find out what it's like being on the Riverdance journey from one of the younger performers. Amy May Dolan from Derry in Northern Ireland hailed from the Carson Kennedy School of Irish Dancing. At just 20 years of age, she is one of Irish dancing's modern day stars and has soared from the podium at the World Championships to taking centre stage with Riverdance and is dubbed the next generation's Jean Butler. This is her story. while I obviously had the idea of joining shows and wanted to be a show dancer but had really doubted myself in that position couldn't see myself as this young in a show whenever I went to see Riverdance I couldn't yeah. imagine myself up there with you guys or I didn't think I was good enough my thought process behind it was if I do the summer school I might be put on the radar yeah you know, someone, door someone will see me or it'll give me an idea of what shows is going to be like I was doing A levels so I wasn't dancing much so for me to record myself to send off the audition was a big deal so then went off to the summer school and after the first day I thought right I don't know if I've prepared myself enough for this. Was it daunting? Were you nervous the first day? I was, and a lot of the other girls and guys who were there had show experience and knew what they were getting themselves into a bit more. But after the first night, I thought I was scared because I knew what I wanted at the end of the week. I wanted to leave an impression. Yes. And I wanted to someday get into the show. I might have to do summer school again. I might have to get experience whatever it was going to take but I knew I wanted them to think at the end of the week she's good enough to be part of the trip. I practiced all night after the first night mm. loads. I remember my mum rang me I was like I can't talk to you I need to go practice Riverdance actual number itself and then each day I was getting better. Each day as well I was starting to realise how much I wanted it. Okay you got how the much taste. I loved it. You got yeah. the taste. I had the real fever for it and the music even just because that was the first time that I was dancing to the music in the right way like I was doing the steps the right way which was different so then each day that was just getting better and better for me I was 
loving it and I was seeing more people every day like more of the instructors I could see them and I knew right I want to be where they are and then they were telling us more about the show like what it was like touring mm. like dance in front of the audiences and the feeling they were getting on stage so by like the Thursday or Friday I was just like giving it everything yeah you were like I need this life. I need this yeah I need it and then at the end of the week I got to dance in the gaiety with you guys yes you did yeah was that nerve-wracking terrifying yeah was it yeah but it still stands out as one of the moments that I remember most even from my first show my mm. first tour my first lead show it was like it was huge because we'd spent the whole week thinking about it yes and then for it for you to actually your hard work to pay off that was really cool yeah and enjoy this performance of river dance let's talk about the skyrocket venture then from that to straight into the touring world i was actually on my way out to go to the chapel to light a candle to help me make decisions uh-huh. i was so nervous and sean rang and my brother answered the phone and he was just like yeah i'll get my mum for you and he ran down to mum she came off the phone she says they want you to join the trip and go to china what do you think and i was like i want to do it i really want to do it you know yourself Darren you're full of self-doubt yeah all the time as my first tour I was just every single show I was doubting was I going to do it right things like new positions yeah was so scary my aim on that tour was to get another tour yeah I want I was like working hard every night to make sure that they would ask me back someday and that was that was what I really really wanted and I just wanted them to think she's a hard worker in the midst of all this, you decide, you know what, I'm going to compete for the world. I keep dancing. going to keep dancing. Yeah. So you're at the World Championships, you're giving a Dixie, results come out, talk uh-huh. us through it. I danced so well, it was one of the best I danced. The results came out and I come side stage and see Pork there. Associate Director, Pork Miles, yeah, doing the presentation. Yeah, what are the odds? He stands side stage and I was like, oh my goodness, Pork's here. And I, came, I went up and I said, hello, Farik, like, how are you? And he was congratulating me because he was delighted for mm-hmm. me. I had just got four from the worlds. And he says, yeah, I'm presenting you on stage. That itself was kind of cool because I just done a tour and no one else had. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, I had a connection with Pork. So I walk on the stage to him because he's presented the three girls before me. And he was putting the medal around my neck. And he gave me a big massive hug, first of all. He was putting the medal around my neck and he said, whenever I'm doing this, I want to let you know we're going to train you in for lead. On stage in front of hundreds of people, part of me was like, don't don't react, because I wasn't sure if people were supposed to know. Yeah. Do you know? But at the same time, I couldn't hold my emotions in. And I was standing on the podium and there was three girls above me and I just remember thinking, I'm the champion here. And mum was standing down, cheering, clapping for me for getting fourth, buzzing, and my dad. And they were their faces were so confused, but they were so excited. And I just thought, if they knew right now what I've just been told, yeah. like, they would be so excited. The Gaiety Theatre yes. was to be your first 
lead performance. Yeah. Was it daunting? It was the scariest experience I've ever had. It was the most self-doubt I've ever had. It was so daunting. I remember trying to eat and I was like, I'm so nervous, I could barely do that. Tried to sleep, couldn't sleep. Not a wink. No, the steps were going through my head. Over and over and over and over again. I wanted to make everyone who had believed in me proud. The people who had put me in that role, who decided that I was going to be good enough to do it. Did you have many family or friends come to the first yeah. show? My mum and dad was there. Ah, yeah. A lot to take on, such a young yeah. girl, but you were ready. I was ready. And you flourished. Yeah, it was brilliant. And no one ever tells you the way you feel the day after your first lead show. You're so emotional. But we are back on tour. Yep. Here in America and you are lead dancer. Yes. Has it been different to adapt to tours previous because you know you're in your own room, you're away yeah. by yourself quite a lot. Do you ever get lonely? Do you miss home? My hardest thing for being on tour is definitely missing home. Yeah. But for me having my own room for the first time. Yeah. That was, again, daunting. But it was fine because I just, like, keep myself around everyone at every yeah. other time. Yeah, you're never you're never alone. Never alone. You. And whenever I am in my own room, it is great for the night before you do lead because... Yeah, you've got your you own do, space. You have to, like, talk to yourself and yeah. put yourself in the right headspace and you wake up at different times and you might be a little bit busier yeah. you have press radio interviews yeah how are you coping with the responsibilities as a lead dancer off stage off stage press so to speak yeah i hope i'm dealing with selling the show good. to a certain extent yeah you know? i love talking about the show because mm. i'm like really passionate about the show and i've read so much on the show and you're a press company's dream <laughs> green dress the red hair the yeah. irish accent um so i i do i hope that i'm doing that stuff well but it's scary for me the first radio interview i done i was shaking before i answered the phone and stuff mm -hmm. but like i'm getting used to it now and then there's other responsibilities as a lead off stage as well you you want to almost feel like a leader to yeah. everyone or yeah. like you want them to like respect you and how hard you work and stuff yeah. like that you know you want to set is staying fit ready focused is it an everyday thing that you keep in your mind do you have a set protocol that you go to in terms of keeping ready for the show and keeping mm -hmm. fit for the show or is it just something that you kind of naturally do it's maybe something i naturally do because i've kind of always done it yeah. you know i've always kind of kept fit and like just try to like look after myself in the best way possible but definitely on tour you have to keep yourself in like a regime like you yeah. have to keep yeah. it structured especially if you're coming off a bus routine's very important on tour yeah. I feel as well you have to keep yourself normal have to look after like my fitness routines and stuff we're here in America we've got a few months left of this tour you're enjoying it as you say going forward I know obviously there's a looming break but you are so young mm -hmm. so fit so ready how long does Amy May Dolan want to be our new Jean Butler are you excited to continue the experience for the forthcoming yeah, I want to be here for sure. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that I am there and fit and the best I've been. At the end of this tour, I'd like to say this is the best I've danced in the show. I want to do whatever is right to make sure that they will consider me to come back and mm. be that red-headed girl. The 
tour is a hectic one, and after four shows in Pennsylvania, over the coming weeks, we move on to Connecticut. I loved it, it was wonderful. Cleveland. Absolutely amazing. Green Bay. You guys did a wonderful show. Thank, Thank you. you. Illinois and Indiana. It's amazing. <laughs> Let's go from the first traveling set. Five, six, seven, eight. On the next episode, we travel on the road through the eyes and ears of hometown girl, Courtney D'Angelo. Hi, this is Courtney D'Angelo. Taking us through Ohio on Horrid Dancer's Diary. We're in Cleveland, Ohio this week. Pretty special for me because I'm actually from Ohio. Overall, this has just been a fantastic week for me. And then we're on to the next city, on to the rest of the journey, on to the rest of the tour. And I sit down with Porrick Moyles, reminiscing about a phenomenal career on stage, to his latest role as associate director, as well as the roller coaster in between. I, I actually hated dancing. That's the truth. And you know what I'll never forget about the first one was my parents' reactions and the mistake I made. There was so much learning for me to do, even though I'd been in the show for 17 years. Complacency is a disease. And if you don't stop it from the moment you see it, it will ruin your team. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, 50 years from now, I just want to be able to say, I was so happy and proud to be part of that. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And join me next time as Riverdance the Podcast brings you on tour.